Winning Durango, Colorado's first outright state high school football championship in 2020 was a huge accomplishment. Much of the responsibility fell on the shoulders of star dual threat quarterback Jordan Wolverton, whose high school football career includes over 5,500 passing yards, 1,600 rushing yards, and 89 touchdowns. Wolverton's prime target was star receiver Gage Mestis, who amassed over 1,500 yards receiving and 15 touchdowns himself. Learn what this dynamic duo attributes their success to on this episode of A Tale to Tell. Today I've got two outstanding scholar-athletes from Durango High School here in southwestern Colorado. Jordan Wolverton, quarterback and safety, and Gage Mestis, wide receiver and defensive back, both seniors at Durango High School. Welcome, gentlemen. Thank you. Thank you. How are you? Doing great. Very excited. Oh, my gosh. I'm excited. I'm excited for you. I'm excited for your families, your coaches, your friends. Yes, sir. Um, man, the whole community. And uh, we're, we're going to talk more about your monumental win um, later, but it's just, it's outstanding. So... Uh, super proud of you guys. I know. I know everybody in the community is. So it's a big deal, right? Even cool. though, even though it was, you know, 66 years ago that Durango won one, it wasn't outright, right? right. It was a seven-seven tie. Yes, so that's one thing you guys have that nobody, nobody else has. Correct. So that's a that's quite an achievement, fellas. So before we get in, and and by the way, so when I just say championship, so. It's a 3A Colorado High School football title. You guys are quite the dy dynamic duo. And I've watched you play since you were in seventh grade. I didn't, I think I might have seen a game or two when you guys were playing Yaffle. Oh, yeah. And um, <laughs> I know your dad, Ryan. Yes, I know your uncle, Chris. Yes, sir. I know your grandpa, Steve, a little bit. Oh, yeah. But it's really impressive. So let's go back in time to when you guys were playing Yaffle. Third grade-ish, right? Definitely, yes, sir. And is that when you guys first met? <clears throat> no, we met roughly two years before that. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, just in school? or Parents, actually. Okay. Our parents were friends in high school. And so they uh, introduced us to each other. And we were both interested in sports. So uh, we picked up real easily and kicked it from there. And They the haven't, been, haven't been able to separate you ever since? <laughs> haven't been able to. Yeah. So let's talk about Yaffa a little bit. It's my understanding. So you guys was third grade, get together, and coaches. I'm sure your dad was probably one of your coaches at the time, right? Yes, sir. And nobody wanted to play quarterback, right? You didn't. No one did. I mean, he just. I remember putting the team on a huddle and just asking, uh, "So who wants to play quarterback?" No one raised their hands. All in third grade, we all wanted to be running backs and so get the ball, run, score the touchdowns. You know. You bet. Um, and so I finally I raised my hand. And I was just like, "I'll do it." And so. The rest is history. I mean, I fell in love with the position ever since then. And I know your brother played quarterback, but was he playing at that? He's how many years older than you? He's four four years in grades. Okay, so by mm -hmm. then, had he started middle school quarterback yet? Was he was he interested in quarterback yet? Yes, he was definitely interested in quarterback. Um, he played quarterback on his Yaffle team. They started in fourth grade. Okay, so um, was that part of the... Light bulb that went off or not sure. a little bit? Um, yeah, I mean, just seeing my older brother play as an older Yaffle and middle school player, I mean, it, it was for sure just a light bulb. I mean, like I can 
learn from him, take take little tips from him that he's going to teach me for my games when I was a third grader. And I know your dad played at uh, Idaho. Yes, sir. Right? Kicker at Idaho. Yes, sir. And he played back in 88 when they went to the championship. Yes, right? he was a he sophomore. Made the, he was a sophomore. He was a soccer player, which was really his first yes, love, sir. right? And then exactly. he, um, they... They recruited him into football, and he made the game-winning kick for them to go on to play in the national, in the uh, state championship, right? Yes, sir. That's true. Yeah, that's that's fantastic. So it just it runs in the in the blood, huh? I guess so. I mean, <laughs> I could say that. All right. So, Gage, when you were in Yaffle, were you did you were you running back or your receiver? A little of both. What was your? F- so at the beginning of Yaffle, I was a wide receiver and just blocking, you know, uh, letting everyone else score, and so then. Later on from there, I transferred to running back. And from there on out, I played running back throughout Yaffle. And then once middle school came, I started playing wide receiver. And that's where I ended up in high school. But uh, <clears throat> back to the Yaffle days, it was basically just lead right, iso left, um, toss left, option right. It was just the basic Yaffle plays. And uh, we all wanted to be running back, like Jordan mentioned earlier. And so we had a good little rotation going. We had some kids that were a little beefier, you know, for the ISOs. And um, we just did what we did. We had a lot of fun doing it. We and some of these scored. kids that you guys played in, with Yaffle were on this championship team here, Correct. right? And by the way, this was just a few days ago, folks. I mean, we're talking just uh, Saturday, a Saturday up in Colorado State University in Pueblo at the Thunderdome playing Roosevelt, which, again, we're going to talk more about that. So you guys were a dominant force since third grade. You guys, weren't you 40-1? and one? We were, 40-1. and one. So the other teams just must have hated you, hated playing you because they're, okay, how, and the coaches must have just been going nuts because how are we going to stop these kids, right? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, hey. Don't get me wrong, we played to have fun. Uh, we all liked the sport. We loved playing with each other, uh, but we played to win as well. Hey, we if you're going to play, play to win, right? Right, and so we'd play every game like as our last. Uh, we'd go super hard in practice. I remember our Yaffle practices to this day. Uh, the intensity was insane. I would say the intensity is near our football, high school football intensity. Um, we all wanted to go far in the sport of football, and so with that being in mind, we just pushed each other and pushed each other, and eventually I guess it paid off in high school. I guess so. There's no doubt about that. And we're gonna I wanna we're gonna talk about some of those self motivating factors and things later and just and why football's so important and why sports are so important, but particularly football. So let's keep moving down the road of Yaffle. You guys did you win three or four, three championships? Uh yes we did. So third, fourth, fifth grade or and, and third, sixth. Third, fifth and sixth. Third, fifth, third, and, sixth. fifth and sixth. Yeah, okay. Sorry. Fourth grade okay. is when we lost. Um, Jordan was out due to a thumb injury, but he was oh, playing running back. Okay, I, I remember a little bit of this. And, uh, okay, We swapped positions. Uh, <laughs> we had a day to learn the other position. Uh, we were playing Cortez, I remember, in Farmington and at their Boys and Girls Club field. And the game didn't go the way we wanted it to. Ended up uh, getting our first loss. Hey, well, we learn a lot from our losses, right? We do. We do. Definitely. And you probably learned we don't ever want that to happen again. That's right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, guys, when you get into middle school, and I think this is just tremendous, is you get into middle school, and as a seventh grader, 
You commanded the eighth grade team, yes, correct? Sir. Yes, sir. So that's, uh, to me, pretty unusual. Maybe it happens more than I know, but to me it's pretty unusual. And so you come out there, you had had all this experience in your back pocket, even though it's Yaffle, but you got in there and said, hey, these are my guys. I have Gage over here, far left, far right. I've got these guys that are blocking for me, and I, I'm good to go. Yes, sir. Right? Yes, sir. Actually, um, so the first, I think it was like two games, I, I didn't start at quarterback. It was uh, Carver Willis started at quarterback for us. And I started out uh, an outside receiver for the A-team um, in seventh grade. And then it was an Escalante game at the high school. Um, Carver hurt something uh, at like, it was like midway through the second quarter. And so they put me in. And then we ended up winning that game by like a last-minute touchdown. Um, and so uh, Coach Armio, at the, our middle school coach, decided just to keep me in as a starter for the rest of the season. We ended up going and winning against Escalante again in the championship mm-hmm. that year. Smart move, Coach. That's fantastic. And I watched you guys play throughout 7th and 8th grade and dominate. Uh, I have a son that's a, that's a year younger than you, that's a, that's a junior. And um, it's just a, a thrill. And, uh, you know, and we're going we're gonna to move into, well, let, let me back up. So in, in middle school... You guys pretty much dominated there, too. 7th and 8th grade, didn't you win two championships? We did. <laughs> Man, fabulous. Heck yeah. I wasn't real excited about it because my boys went to Escalani. <laughs> right. Right? But hey, they all they all funnel in. They all get into yeah, high school. They, they right? all go to the and, same uh, high school in the end. Yeah, so you guys just have winning in your blood. And, uh, and, and I think... Depending on how people handle that can be a wonderful thing. And for you guys, it's certainly been a wonderful thing. You're two humble young men. and um, So let's move into high school. I was at the game. Uh, I, I don't remember who you guys were playing, but you were a freshman, Jordan. Okay. And Cole Heisen was quarterback. Oh, Max Heisen? Sorry, Max yes, Heisen. Cole, sorry, your father. <laughs> <laughs> um, and... They made some changes, and you came in. And I remember sitting in the stands thinking, you know, this kid is talented, but wow, as a freshman, mm-hmm. can he command this offense as a freshman? And you did. And I, I know I was blown away. Um, it was very surprising to me. You were poised, you were confident, and it was like, it's like you were back in middle school and, you know, it wasn't like you were a boy amongst men, which could certainly be the case in a lot of situations. For sure. Okay. And um, Engage, I believe you were starting, one of the starting receivers as well. Yep. So I don't think, correct me if I'm wrong, I don't think there were too many freshmen that were out there starting. There's one other, um, Demetrius Trujillo, who came in... Mm, about three quarters through the season, came in at center. Did a very good job up there. Okay. And so you guys are out there. You have each other's backs, obviously. What What did it feel like, though, particularly for you, Jordan, to, uh-huh. to know, okay, here I go. Are these offensive linemen, are, is everybody going to trust me? Uh-huh. Is, is, are all these people going to truly trust me? And did you feel that from the get-go? Did you feel like, hey... These guys have my back, and and we're going to get it done. I mean, 
It was a little nerve-wracking going in. I mean, you're a little freshman playing against, I mean, these seniors that uh, you just met a little bit ago that you've been watching um, from a young age playing in high school. And so, I mean, I remember, like, his older brother, Gavin Mestis, was just, like, he was always just older than us. We were always watching his sports, like, hey, we want to be like him. And then I, I come into an offense, and I'm playing on the same team, same offense as him and stuff. Fabulous. And it was just, it was just one of those things. You're like, wow, this is very surreal. But, um... I mean, I always knew they had my back. I mean, we all had trust in each other. I mean, like we say, it's a family thing, and we we truly were a family that year. And so, I mean, uh, it was just it was one of those things where you just you knew those those big men up front they're gonna have your back, and those receivers are gonna go make plays for you even as a freshman for sure. Absolutely. And before we start getting into more about each season, because I want to talk a little bit about you know sophomore year, junior year, senior year, let's talk about that whole family environment and football and the brotherhood of football, because a lot of people, I think, assume, and whether that's men or women, that have not played the sport, that, yeah, you're going out there, and you're tough, and you're banging heads, and you're, you know, it's it's just rough and tough, and if you guys don't mind, and I'd like you to share in this responsibility, mm-hmm. but enlighten people as to um, the brotherhood, one, what that's about, kind of the family environment. Uh, let's talk about that first, and then I'll, I'll throw some other things at you. Totally. So um, I feel like a brotherhood in our program starts in summer. It starts before the season, and um, it starts in our boot camps and our hard workouts in summer. And so once you see your brothers puking, once you see your brothers dying in the hard workout, um, you kind of grow closer to them. Uh, you build that connection, and you take it off from there. Um, the brotherhood that Vote has instilled in our program is unstoppable, I think. I think that um, it's just so surreal. It's just so bold, and um, I feel like he's done a great job on doing that and molding that in everyone's mindset as well. And I think it all comes with just knowing just knowing each other real well. And I think that's where it just starts from. Great. I would. What What do you think, Jordan? For sure. I mean, I'd like to piggyback on that. Ever since we came in as freshmen, vote has really like installed that in our brains. It's about the brotherhood that we're going to create with with these guys we're playing with. I mean, boot camp, summer workouts. I mean, all that stuff is to build up a brotherhood. It's to build up that love and that trust within your brothers, and so that when you are on that field, that bond that you've created through those harsh moments like that, it's it's not going to be broken. And so, I mean, that that's something that we really saw this year with our team. Um, with, with as far as we went, we were we were very tight. We loved each other. We were, I mean, they don't just say you're going to war for no reason because you're actually going to war out there with your brothers. You never know when it's going to be your last play. Yeah, I agree. And I, uh, I, I, pl- I played in middle school and played in high school, and I, I loved all sports, but there's there's certainly something different about football and you guys are multi-sport athletes i mean i've seen you play basketball and you're a great basketball player i've seen you play baseball you're a good baseball player you could run track and probably should you know i've seen you play baseball unbelievable baseball player could run track i mean i don't know if there's anything you guys couldn't do right but us three know that football is so different when you start talking about a battle it really is a battle and not only did you guys win lots and lots of battles, you you won the war this year. You won the war, and we're going to get more into that. Um, the amount of sacrifice it takes uh, 
physically and mentally is is just amazing. And I've never played quarterback, um, played running back and, and, and linebacker. So I've never played either one of your positions. But tell people for a little bit, Jordan, how much is involved with being a quarterback? Because I can only imagine, I mean, you're the captain of the ship. All of those sailors are relying on you. Mm-hmm. So that ship doesn't hit an iceberg, doesn't go down. So tell us a little bit about that, um, what's involved with that from a, from, a, from a mental standpoint, the preparation, you know, the plays. I mean, it's one thing for Gage to have to know this many plays, right? Mm-hmm. Sir. But you essentially need to know them all, and you need to know almost know everybody's position. Talk to, talk to us a little bit about that. I mean, quarterback's such a mental game back there. It really is. I mean, it, it doesn't start when you're on the field against that team. It starts like a week ahead when before you're on the field with that team while you're prepping, you're watching film. I mean, you're seeing, all right, this is the defense that they run to this look. What's, what's, what are they going to run to this look? And so, I mean, it's a lot of prep. It's a lot of mental game. And so, and then... Like you said, it's you. You're the you're controlling that offense. I mean, you have to know what every single guy on that field is doing, and so if because if you don't, you're gonna you're gonna end up throwing a pick, or you're gonna end up getting sacked, or or making the wrong check, or making the wrong read and stuff. And so I mean, you have to know what everyone's doing, and so I mean, it's just it's really it's a lot of preparation back there at that quarterback position. I have to I have to call out a protection side and everything like that, but I also have to call the play. And then if they come out in a defense that isn't good for the play we're in, we have to check a play to get it into a good play so we can have like a gain on the play, a good gain on the play to put us in the best position to be successful out there. And so, I mean, you're, it, the offense solely rides on you as a quarterback. I mean, you choose what to do with the ball, and that chooses the fate of the game. You can throw a pick or you can throw a touchdown because of your preparation. And I think some people don't know what an audible is. I mean, you get up to the line of scrimmage. Excuse me, and you see a particular set out there, and you call an audible, or in other words, you change the play, and now, and again, it's 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 that whole that whole community, it's it's that cohesiveness. Everybody's got to know, and are we going on one? Are we going on two? Sure. Football's just so unique in that, isn't it? Um, it, it so many other sports don't have, you don't get the opportunity to change the play mm-hmm. or have all these different looks they the action is completely different and let's face it like you were talking about a battle i mean you essentially have armor on you have a helmet on we've yeah. got padding on we've got and yeah it's painful um but it, it i don't know of anything that's uh that builds more character so we could we could keep talking about that um i want to talk a little bit about defense fellas because some people might assume that you're just these offensive players, which is fabulous. But Gage, you're a you're a cornerback or defensive back, and a darn good one. Uh, arguably made one of the most important plays in the game last week, right? With a fantastic interception. It's a close one. <laughs> I, I was surprised I came down with it, to be honest. Well, uh, it was it was amazing. Thank you. It was one handed, wasn't it? <laughs> that was that was definitely something for ESPN highlights. I think my guys <laughs> might you. have to send that in. And Jordan, uh, as a safety, um, yeah, anyway, you guys just have tremendous responsibility. 
on both sides of the ball. So I, you know, my, I just take my hat off to you because um, I don't think a lot of people realize how much uh, responsibility you have. It's 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 really exciting, and I think again, I think because I haven't played safety or quarterback, Jordan. From your perspective, playing both those positions allows you to read each position, right? When yes, you're at quarterback, since you are a safety, uh-huh. if you see that safety pulling too close mm-hmm. and gauges out wide, you probably are going to call an audible and yeah. see you later. Yes, sir. Right? Down deep or there's a multiple of things we could go there, but um, so guys, let's come back in. I'm gonna I'm gonna reel us all back in just a little bit. I want to talk about we were talking about freshman year. You guys ended up. I mean, essentially, you guys have been in the playoffs every year in high school. I mean, Coach yes, Vote's been in in the quarterfinals or further seven seven out of eight years, correct? Yes, sir. So, what has been the your Achilles heel? these previous three years what you know what kept you guys from you know getting to the big dance so to speak freshman year sophomore year junior year in your opinion gate um throughout the past years the reason why we didn't go as far as we did this year uh i could say lack of focus honestly um the lack of focus we had as a team the past few years uh once playoffs came we got a little deeper into playoffs we forget who we really were we forget that we're battling for the last game well we weren't just playing the game that week and so you think you got a little overconfident overconfident okay yes that's a great word and so what makes that different from this year was that we knew that it wasn't over until we got to where we wanted to be we all had the goal as state championship um we all knew that 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 was the essential goal in the end game but um I would say we got overly confident the past few years. Uh, we lost our focus. Uh, we got too squirmy. Um, we just weren't DHS football. Mm-hmm. And uh, this year, having everyone just as excited as we are for a state championship and to make it all that way, kind of built everyone up and just built up the energy every day in practice and uh, the hope and the perseverance. Jordan, what what do you think? Would you echo that or do you have some other thoughts on that um i would definitely echo that um i would say the overconfidence the lack of focus for sure because it always came down to one or two plays in those big games and so those one or two plays that we could have focused in and gotten them done the way we needed to get them done and those would have saved us our games and so i mean um just like you said the lack of focus towards the end of the season in those big key moments like that really really hurt us um those past years yeah, it sticks with you, right? You just oh, go to bed at night. Mm-hmm. If we had only done this, just this much more. Sorry. So close. So let's move into this year. We could really drag out and look at every year and, and really fine pick it. But let's look at this year. You guys are undefeated, which in and of itself is is fantastic. I want to go to the Canyon City game, which I believe was your your last regular season game, right? Yes, we yes, both been playing the, that. Though. And that's when okay, so you guys were out because there were some you didn't have COVID, but they right. Tell me a little bit about that if you don't mind. Yeah, I got this one. Um, we had a trainer tape us without gloves, who then had a false positive um, a few days later, and so we. I remember just sitting at home. I was just getting ready to head to practice. My dad walked in the door, 
you're out for two weeks. I was just, what are you talking about? And I'm just like, from what? And he told me what happened, and um, it was a bummer for sure, but we we appealed it, we fought it for that whole week, trying to figure it out, but they still wouldn't let us, and so uh, Ben and I just had to ride that one out, and so um, that was a real bummer to miss our like last night home game, I could say, regular season. And so, uh, but yeah, that's what happened with that. Yeah, Friday Night Lights, there's nothing like it, right? Mm-hmm. So let's go to that game, though, because you had some underclassmen step up. Whoever would like to take this, who? tell me about that. I, I wasn't at the game. I didn't listen to the game. Definitely. Heard about it afterwards, but... <clears throat> so hearing the news that Jordan wasn't playing quarterback, that Ben wasn't at wide receiver, uh, really hurt every single one of us, to be honest. Uh, we were all like, what are we going to do? How is this going to work? I was out with a concussion. Um, wasn't getting released till the week after. And so we knew that we had athletes. We're full of athletes this year. Tons of talent. It was just based on how we were going to use it. And we had multiple underclassmen. We had Jordan Stanley. We had Nate Messier. We had Chase Robertson. We had a handful of kids that made a huge impact in the game. And there's plenty more I didn't um, mention. However, they stepped up. They all stepped up. They knew what was on the line, and they did the job. And so props to them. Uh, That was very big. That was very big, and that was a statement right there to a lot of people that they are capable of doing just about anything. And so... It was wonderful. It was a great feeling to have people just step up like that. And uh, and the Canyon City was no pushover team. No, no pushover. No. So I don't want, you know, some people might think, oh, yeah, but, I mean, they were a tough team. Right, yeah. So if you guys come out of that with a W, is, it was, it was huge. And then the next week you went into uh, playing Lutheran in the quarterfinals, right? Yes. And tell, let's talk a little bit about that. What was that game like for you? Um, that game was full of excitement. Everyone was super excited. We were all excited to be back. And uh, we knew it was on the line. Uh, we just wanted to have fun, go out there, have fun. Uh, know that there's five special plays in a football game that could result in a win or a loss and knew to uh, not take those five plays off. And so going in with that, uh, we just came with the intensity, came with the energy. We all wanted to go as far as we could, and we were letting nothing stop us. So... And you guys, what was the final on that one? 47 to 6. Yeah, you guys beat them up pretty good. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> so you beat Lutheran, and then um, it was off to Holy Family for the semifinals. Let's talk a little bit about that game. Yeah, because you guys, hadn't, sure. you guys hadn't been past quarterfinals, right? Seven, In the many, several years. Yeah. yeah, so, I mean, it had been 23 years, so... Let's talk about that game a little bit. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of excitement going in that one, too, just because, like you said, we hadn't been there so long since 97 and it's 2020. Um, there's a lot, There's definitely, our, our team was very excited. I mean, we're all new. We're one step closer to our obvious goal, which was the state championship. And so, I mean, going into practice, there's a lot of focus, but a lot of excitement at the same time. And so um, we were definitely ready. And then we, I mean, we knew this team leapfrogged us throughout the year. They beat it uh, in the final, like, um, rankings for the playoffs they leapfrogged us up to that number two spot and we were at number three and we weren't taking that lightly I mean we 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 thought we belonged at that number one spot all season long and uh Chassa and coaches poll never gave it to us and so I mean we took that as disrespect and and it may be a blessing in disguise right right I mean could be. to me being that underdog I kind of like being the underdog oh, yeah that way maybe we don't get overconfident uh-huh. right exactly sure. let's talk a little bit about the day. So, uh, you guys had a parade. 
little bit of a parade, a sending mm-hmm. off. Yes. Uh, on your way to Pueblo last Friday morning, right? Correct. Let's talk a little bit about that, what that meant to you. Um, got to go out in style, or maybe you guys always ride on an amazing bus. I saw this beautiful white uh, luxury bus. Um, but going through town, you had you know, the fire department, the police. You had tons of people uh, you know, honking horns. It was just it was really fantastic, especially in the midst of all of this COVID and in such a, such a um, tough year. Talk a little on that, if you don't mind. For sure, I'll take it. Um... I mean, it was just, it's one of those things, it was just like, wow, like, all these people are really, like, listening to us play, watching us play, I mean, rooting for us, and so, it was just like, I remember sitting on that bus, driving through town, and seeing everyone with their signs, honking their horns, I mean, all cheering for us, we all, we were just all looking at each other, like, dude, we can't lose this game now, I mean, look how many people are supporting us, like, it was, uh, it was one of those things, like, it's like, this is very cool, and so, I mean, that send-off, it was just something really special to show us the support that we had from the town. And uh, it was extra motivation going in that game, too, to really put it all on the line for, for the town. And I got to say, because essentially you guys played the whole season. How many? You had, what, eight regular season games? Or five. Five. Oh, five regular five season. And then, and then we had the three. And then yes, four more when you um, – or sorry, three more. When we get into the into the playoffs, so were you able to have fans at any of your regular season games? We were able to have. It was like seventy five total, correct? I think our Evergreen game we were allowed to have like one hundred and fifty total, and then at away games we were allowed like seventy five tickets for our fans um, coming in there. So what was that like? I mean, obviously this has been a crazy year for everybody in uh-huh. the world. And so, to a degree, you were, I'm sure, blessed, you know, feeling blessed and feeling happy that, hey, we're, we're able to come out here and play. Right. But did it feel strange not having so many people in the stands? Or were you, did you just pretty much tune it out and just say, hey, we, let's, let's not worry about that? I mean, definitely. It was uh, very strange at first playing for no one in the stands, I guess you could say. Um, we were very fortunate just to be playing the game of football. Uh, that's what we all thought about. We were just happy to be on that field playing a real game. And if that meant no fans, and that means no fans. And we're still going to play the game as if we were to have fans. Uh, the intensity, I guess you could say, wasn't um, at its peak like it would be with all our home fans. Because our home, our home stadium's insane when it's fully packed. Yes, and it I, is. I know for a fact this year if we were able to have it uh, fully packed, then it would be pretty crazy, pretty loud. Um, but not having not having fans there was very different and something we just had to adapt to. But it was like a big scrimmage. But <laughs> <laughs> other than that, it was still we were still very fortunate. Now let's move forward. You play in Roosevelt for the state championship. Roosevelt Rough Riders is that what they're called? Correct. And these guys are ranked number one. A uh, lot of talent, uh, obviously, and. I listened to the whole game. It was quite the nail-biter. And let's talk about that game. I mean, from from the moment you kicked off, what were you know what were your thoughts? Were you trying to treat it like every other game, I'm assuming? And your coaches, I'm sure, did a fantastic job of, of saying, look, this is what got you here. We're not going to try anything new and fancy and just go out and play your game. Sure. And did you guys feel that way, or was it? But in the back of your mind, it's like, wow, I mean, this is, 
you know, this is like the Super Bowl of high school. So what do you, what was it like for you? I mean, definitely. It was just like trying to go into it. Like, this is just another game. It's just, um, on a bigger stage. Um, I mean, it was, uh, it was different for us pregame. Um, not being able to get out on the field until a certain time, not being able to do our, um, walk the field and everything, um, which, uh, kind of changed the mood of how you went into the game. But, um, Oh, like like you said, our coaches just like kept us kept our head, our minds right. It's just another game. Let's go out there and play, play to win as we always do for every game. And so I mean, it was just keeping that steady mind um, throughout pregame and throughout the game, obviously. So, fellas, this was a this was a battle from the get go. I mean, guys, you went in at halftime, fourteen fourteen. Just a a great battle offensively and defensively. Did your coaches at halftime say, look, we've got to change this or that? Or, I mean, not really. You're not going to make any big adjustments. No, right? so our coaches were very calm, actually, at halftime. Much more calm than we were, to be honest. Uh, we were very amped. We were still like, what is going on? Why is this the lowest we've scored in the past two years? Uh, why is this defense stopping us this many times? Uh, luckily, Jordan's dad, he knows his way through football. Um, he is so talented in that in his position, so he had plays up his sleeve, of course he did, uh, he knew what to do to put us in the right position, and so uh, having that being said, he made us all calm, he calmed us down, um, told us it's going to be alright, he gave us the right plays, we knew that we were going to execute properly with his work, and so I guess we just went under his wing and he guided us through it. So. Nice job, Ryan, and I know your dad's the offensive coordinator, and I want to get him and Coach Vote in here at some point in time and, and, and talk a little bit of X's and O's and, and, and talk about all you guys. Um, man, so you guys ended up winning the game, 21-14, unbelievable nail-biter. I listened on the radio, and uh, thank you, Don Piccoli. It was just a, a wonderful broadcast. Uh, and Bill Gwynn, I believe, was, uh, it was some great commentary. Uh, didn't know you were such a good announcer, Bill. I mean, you came up at the end, towards the end, made that one-handed interception. Uh, you know, it could have gone either way. I know my coach used to say that, you know, offense sells tickets and defense wins championships. And uh, I don't know if there could have been a better battle for 3A than you two teams. I mean, really. You know, and regardless of who picks number one and number three, I'm glad they didn't pick you guys number one because exactly. I think it made you hungrier. Yep. Um, totally but. Agree. This will forever be your legacy. You are the first outright football champions for Durango High School Demons. Well, that's got to feel amazing. Heck yeah. Right? It's got to feel amazing. And you guys, you know, so many kids look up to you. Just like you looked up to your brothers and other athletes, right? You've got this uh, an amazing array of, of, of young folks out there that are looking up to you and looking up to you not just on the football field but Jordan on the basketball field on the baseball field both of you and I don't know we're going to talk a little bit about this um, what, what your future what your plans are I want to ask you first of all and we could talk about this a long time so we'll keep it relatively short um, Gage how important has your family been in this whole process from, you know, the time you were little. Playing, family playing. to me is everything. Um, I value family more than I value just about anything, like I said. 
uh, the support and uh, the motivation they give me, the support that they give to my friends. Uh, it's very special to have the family dynamics that everyone on our team actually had with their parents was very special. And to go in a game knowing that win or lose, my family's behind me, uh, means a lot. It means a lot. And it makes me play harder. It really does. I know my dad's standards are pretty high. I know my mom's standards are pretty high. Uh, I want to meet those standards. I want to excel those standards. And uh, coming from a family where everyone plays a sport, everyone went through high school playing a sport, uh, I just knew that with family being behind me, with all this support, I need to make the most out of myself. And um, it all starts with family. Yeah, I would agree. How about you, Jordan? I mean, fam like you said, family is everything to me. Um, without my family, I wouldn't be the man I am today, the player I am today, or anything. I mean, they have put in just as much as time and dedication into my sports as I have personally. And so, I mean, it means everything to me that they're up there in those stands watching me. They're up there um, supporting me, and they're, they're always going to be supporting me, I mean, throughout the rest of my sports career, no matter where I end up. Um, uh, it's just, uh, it's one of those feelings that knowing that you have your family behind you, it just, it, it makes the game that much more special um, and really dear to your heart. Because um, without them, it would just be a, a solo game for you. Yeah. And how about your coaches? Talk a little bit about Gage on your, on your coaches. What do they mean to you? My coaches, uh, they have helped me so much in the past four years. Uh, vote believing in me as a freshman to play varsity ball. Uh, putting me in that position, it's really built me as a character. Um, not just vote, but all the coaches that have coached me throughout my high school experience. Um, they have all pushed me. They have all motivated me, supported me through the hardest, um, helped me, critiqued me, have done anything they can to put me in the best position possible for my career and uh, future and so with that being said to win a state championship for uh, this community for all the coaches that have coached me along the way and especially vote was was huge to see this my own votes face um, almost made me cry yeah I, I, I can only imagine and I, I saw pictures of you guys all over Facebook and it was just it was really really exciting um Jordan, I know your dad's offensive coordinator, and uh, but, let, but let's talk, uh, if you will. Um, you can you can intertwine it with family as well. But from a coaching standpoint, talk to me a little bit about Coach Vote and about your dad and your uncle. For sure, I mean, uh, football football's a family business for us. Obviously, as you can see, um, I mean, it's so special having my uncle and my dad out there with me. It's just because we're on the same team. We're all shooting for the same goal. And so, I mean, that means a lot, but uh, I'll get into Vote. I mean, Vote's just our best friend out there. I mean, he's so fun. To, he's always, I mean, you guys see him. He's running down the sideline, jumping around, giving us hugs. And, I mean, just to be able to get that done for him, I mean, for him, his family, Papa Vote, Brother Vote, all those all those guys, it meant everything just because, uh, like he said, the tears on that guy's face almost made me cry after that game just because, I mean, We've been to battle over and over and over again with that guy, and uh, I mean, uh, he he means a lot to me and my family, and he's he's really helped with my future, and so uh, I'm very appreciative for Coach Vote and everything he's done. And I've never coached football. Uh, I can only imagine how much time and effort that he and your dad have put in. Oh yeah, it's. 
I, I, I just can't even imagine. Um, uh, and your uncle Chris, uh, who's a receivers coach, right? Right. So he's worked with you a lot, Gage. Yeah, uh, Chris and I actually were able to build a bond this year. For the past four years, actually, it's always been pretty tight between him and I. And Chris has always helped me out one-on-one when I need the help. Or uh, he sent me links to videos to improve my footwork or my speed or agility. So, and um, I, I don't mean to interrupt you. I heard he was a quite a receiver himself oh, back in the day. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Chris made a name for himself from being a receiver. He's a great athlete. Uh, to be able to play for the Wolvertons was something super special. Super special. Um, having a coach as my position coach and then having a coach coaching my uh, offense was huge. It was something you don't get all the time, and um, it was wonderful. I'd never take anything back. So let's also talk about your teammates. And again, we could stretch this out for a long, long time, but talk to me about your teammates. We talked earlier about the brotherhood. Um, if you need or want to throw some specifics, that's that's fine. Um, even though we all know nobody gets anything by themselves, it's it's a it's a joint effort. Um, I mean, those guys. Uh, it's a brotherhood, as you just said. Like we're all brothers out there. We love each other, just like and. Um, it's just uh, it's one of those you have a special bond with every guy on that team now after going through a full season of football and so I mean uh, the without the teammates we wouldn't be where we are today and we wouldn't have that trophy to be able to hold up and so I mean uh, our teammates mean everything to us and um, they uh, they go out there and do just as much as we do I mean especially that front five that line and uh, and. Uh, I mean, I want to shout those guys out. Uh, Ethan Ryan, Nate Howland, Joshua Bates, Rocco Estes, and Walter Stauffer. I mean, those guys, uh, they they were the base of our team this year, those front five, and uh, they got us to where we were and got us that win in the state championship. And they're not just big. They're dynamic, right? They are. They, they um, I mean, you know, we go through years, our freshman, sophomore, junior year, where we have, we have very good lines, but they don't have that dynamic. They don't have that... Um, I really like mesh to play super good together, but that was so different this year. These uh, these front five up front, they they loved each other, and they have that mesh, that dynamic that uh, they love to play together. And I mean, they're big, they're big boys, they're strong, and um, they got after it. And so I mean, it was so fun to watch those guys up front that year. Fantastic. Sure. How about you, Gage? I think my teammates played a big role in the success or um, that I've had for football. Uh, like Jordan said, the Big Five out front, uh, they've done everything for this team, I would say. Uh, they're the reason why we're scoring. They're the reason why we're doing this and that. And so, <clears throat> I will say, after I was given that football for uh, the MVP, I wanted to give that to my line. I wanted to give that to the people that were working the, the hardest. They were working the hardest. They were hitting each other's heads. They they're doing everything they could to get us in that end zone. And so, like Jordan said, uh, shout out to them. But... I think that my teammates have had a great impact on who I am today. Uh, being with them for so long have really teached me, taught me to be uh, this and that, and so they've built me as a character. Fantastic. I, I want to say something about both of you, and it's, you know, I didn't know either one of you personally before you came in today. Um, I think humility can take you a long place in life, and the fact that you guys are unselfish and willing to you know, admit those things and not be a rah-rah, yeah, <laughs> cocky. And, and, and it is really fabulous. And I, I think you guys are both what I call a triple, triple threat. 
Now, to me, what that means is the first triple is the fact that you're the you're excellent multi-sport athletes. So not just football, but Thank basketball, you. baseball. Um, I don't know if either one of you have ever ran track. You certainly could. I've seen your speed. Middle school <laughs> <laughs> you know, so I don't know if that's maybe a carrot that we could dangle out in front of you. Um, but also the fact that you guys are multi-position players, meaning, you know, I've seen Jordan, obviously you play quarterback, you play safety. I've seen you punt the ball. I've seen you kick the ball. You're not afraid to run the ball. You know, I don't have a doubt in my mind, Gage, that if they needed to put you in at quarterback, you could probably get the job done, right? (laughs) If they needed to put you in at running back, you you know what I'm going with this? Um, And so multiple positions as well as as multiple sports. But probably the most important thing to me on that triple-triple threat is your traits. And you're both self-motivated. You are both very competitive, and you're both very coachable. So now I want to ask you, having just put that out there, I want to know what your plans are for college. What's what's uh, what's on the horizon for college? Um, for me, I uh, am graduating early, a semester early here in a couple weeks. And I'm going to go up to the University of Colorado to play football up there and be a student up there. So I'll be a student athlete up there as of like mid-January this coming up year. And so uh, that's uh, that's my next stop. I'm excited uh, to get to work with Durrell and Langsdorf up there. And Congratulations. So, thank you. I appreciate it. School buffs. School buffs. <laughs> How about you, Gage? Um, as of now, I'm trying to play college baseball in California. If that doesn't work out, then preferably just in the West. Um, I really just want to advance my baseball career and just go as far as I can in that. Do you like baseball more than football? I do. Okay, hey. <laughs> hey, man. It, but at it's this all point, about passion. At this point, I'd take either in college. Sure, absolutely. I love the sports ball. So. Absolutely. Well, I think that's terrific, fellas. I, I want to talk a little bit about your your brains. It's not just brawn. There's brains. What kind of GPA do you have, Jordan? I have a 3.97. Wow. Yes, sir. And how about you, Gage? I have a 3.8 right now. Good for you guys. For me, sports always made me excel even more at my grades and, and vice versa. Uh, they're connected, right? The more physically active we are, the better our brains work. Mm-hmm. And uh, the better our brains work for those sports activities. So good on you guys for for having great grades, and I know your coaches wouldn't uh, settle for anything less than Definitely not. that with you guys and the rest of the team. I think Definitely. a lot of people don't realize that about athletes is that, first and foremost, the coaches demand that you be a good student, right? Definitely. Oh, my gosh, fellas. So I could talk to you a lot more about this. I hope to get, uh, like I said, your coaches in here at some point in time. I just want to congratulate you both again for such an extraordinary year and years I mean if we're really being honest here we're talking about the last 10 years you've had some amazing success on the football field I mean you've hardly lost I mean percentage wise what have you won like 90% of your games in football if we count let's say you know all of your high school career 
all of your YAFL. You know, that that's an amazing winning percentage. So just, you guys are stellar young men. You inspire so many, like I said. And I just really look forward to, you know, what your future accomplishments are going to be, both in the classroom and out of the classroom. And Thank you. In the communities that you choose to live in. Um, so thanks again for coming on and uh, allowing me to us. help tell your story. And, um, yeah, walk with, walk with pride, as I know you will. And sure, uh, yes, I know when people see you, they're going to always have a story to tell and smiles on their faces. That's right. So, again, I'm your host Don Roberts, and this is a Tale to Tell podcast. Until next week, be well. This podcast is brought to you by the popular books Wellness Toolbox One and Two. These books are available on Amazon as well as at local Durango, Colorado merchants. Purchase your copies today.